welcome to today's episode, Global Citizen Life. And today we are speaking with the amazing Simon Ladder. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Sally. Well, uh, a little while ago, just before we started recording, we were, were talking about the importance of generating leads and having systems in place to do that. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of business owners that kind of go through, you know, that feast and famine roller coaster ride with business. So um, tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing and how, how you're helping and how these systems can help them avoid that roller coaster ride. Okay, great. Well, first of all, thank you, Sally, for having me on again. I had the pleasure of being uh, on your podcast last year, and it's an absolute privilege to be one of the very few that are invited back for a reprise. So thank you very much for having me again. So um, for those people who don't know me, um, my name is Simon Lader, as well as being the host of the Conference Room podcast. Uh, I've spent the last 25 years um, as a headhunter. Uh, I started when I was six. And uh, no, I didn't. And it, but um, <laughs> as a headhunter, we the biggest challenge that a lot of headhunters have is um, that you spend a lot of time working on a project. And then when the money comes in from that project, so that project finishes, you're like, OK, where's the next project going to come from? And so um, what we have spent a lot of time doing over the last certainly, well, almost all that 25 years, but certainly over the last uh, kind of uh, two or three years post-COVID has been systematizing the methods that we put into place for lead generation. That way, we always have a consistent and steady flow of leads coming into the business. Now, um, about uh, two and a half years ago, we started the podcast, which has been great. Um, we've also been, and I've been out there guesting on other podcasts. And we've also been involved in Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups and uh, uh, email marketing, and we noticed that there was a clear path, a clear line to be drawn between the consistency of our lead generation efforts in any of those channels and how that translated into the actual leads that we developed. And surprise, surprise, if you don't do lead generation, you're not going to get leads. And if you do do lead generation, you are going to get leads. And I know this sounds ridiculously obvious, but here is what a day in the life of most service providers, whether it's whether it's uh, recruiters and headhunters, whether it's lawyers, attorneys, CPAs, whether it's coaches, consultants, content creators, whatever, anyone that's in any form of service or even product-led business, um, here's what a day in the life normally looks like. They come in in the morning and they either have a project to work on and they go, oh, thank God, I've got a project to work on. And they work on that project or they haven't. And if they haven't, they go, oh, geez, I've got to start generating some leads then. And they generate some leads and then a project comes in. They go, oh, thank God, I don't have to do any of that awful lead generation anymore. And I now can do some uh, some work. And here's the thing. Most people, in fact, almost everybody gets into the business that they do because they want to surprise surprise actually do that thing people get into being a lawyer because they want to practice law people become a cpa because they want to practice accountancy people want to coach and consult because they want to do coaching and consulting what almost none of them want to do is sell it and 
generating those leads, doing that sales and marketing very often is seen as the necessary evil. And the reason why they see it as a necessary evil is because nobody likes doing it. And the reason why nobody likes doing it is because they haven't found a way to do it that's enjoyable, that is manageable and is uh, is predictable. OK, mm. what we've developed are a series of programs, a, um, a series of systems that enable, to be, uh, enable people for less than 20, 30 minutes a day to consistently have a throughput of high quality leads coming into their business. And here's the really cool thing. Every single thing that we talk to people about are things that we've road tested ourselves. There's nothing that we talk about that we haven't road tested either with Silesia Human Capital, my headhunting firm, or with the Conference Room podcast. So a lot of the techniques that we talk about when it comes to growing your audience is how we grew uh, the conference room from zero to being a top 0.5% podcast globally, um, or from um, uh, from Silesia Human Capital, my own, uh, or I'm a, a co-founder of uh, of the uh, of the organisation. So none of this is stuff I happen to read in a book, and I'm now teaching. None of this is the the this idea of well, as long as I'm two pages ahead of the book, I can teach you what you you know where you're up. So this is all stuff that is road tested, that is practiced, and we know because it's the Kool Aid that we drink ourselves. And that's great. And what I really like about it is that you said it's only twenty to thirty minutes a day. Because as you said before, when we're on that roller coaster, then it's, oh, I need to find leads to run my business and everybody needs leads. And then if you don't have a project or a client that you're working with, we sort of spend most of the day trying to do stuff. And it's, if it's for, for me, sometimes it's a little chaotic. I'm like, oh, I should do a little here and maybe do a little bit there and do a little bit there. And and you're right, it's it's not a system. There's nothing in place. And so I spend a portion of the day kind of lazily going through stuff and then being at the end of the day was I productive did I really get anything done which I think with a good system a lot less time feeling more productive and way better end results you know the best thing in the world is is when you you know that feeling when you wake up in the morning and you know when you're having your morning coffee you turn on your uh um you know you turn on your laptop or you go into your phone and you look on your calendar and you see that there's half a dozen, a dozen high quality meetings that are already set up for you that day. Okay. Or, and then you pop into your email and your email's got loads of inquiries that are coming in that either you or your VA or someone is then scheduling appointments for. That's the best feeling in the world, right? You know, the right. worst feeling in the world is when you've got calendar. Exactly, an empty <laughs> calendar, an inbox full of or full of people trying to sell you stuff. Oh, yeah. um, and then what do you do? You go on LinkedIn looking for the next shiny object. You look on Facebook for some free content that you can download that's going to be the panacea that's going to answer all your ills, okay? The problem is that, look, here's the thing. There are lots and lots and lots of things that can go wrong with a business. There are lots of things that can go wrong with a business, okay? It can be staff problems. It can be... Uh, it can be financial problems. It can be cash flow problems. It can be supply problems. There are lots and lots of things that can go wrong. Even with things it. in your personal life that can happen yeah. that throw things off 
Absolutely. Lots of things. If you just look at the business as, as, a, as, a, as a living entity, there are lots of things that can go wrong, okay? I'm not kidding when I say good quality lead generation is the panacea. It's the medicine that can cure any ill within a business. Why? Because good quality leads lead to high quality clients, lead to high quality projects, lead directly to revenue. And at the end of the day, money cures all. There is no problem in a business that can't be solved by throwing money at it. It might be not, it might not be the right way, right? It might be an expensive way to solve it, but it will solve the problem. And, and, solve and, the problem and when we time. think of, yeah, a lot of those problems, whether, as we said, a staffing issue, uh, things like that, like, if we have more money, we can offer people more money to to hire them. We have more options. We can hire, yeah. I don't want to say better people, but hire qualified yeah. people um, and things yeah. like that. I think there are better fits Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then when you talk about, well, maybe we're not getting the traction that we need. Okay. Generate more leads, earn more money, spend more on marketing. Okay. Right. Maybe we don't have Maybe the suppliers are, 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 are squeezing us on a margin. Fine. Generate more leads, earn more money. And then because you've got more leads coming through, you can scale the amount of, of demand that you're getting. And therefore, you can increase your supply and maybe negotiate better terms with your suppliers. There's always a solution to a problem where it's literally just throw more money at it. But if you haven't got the money, you can't do it. And you're not going to get the money without the sales. And you're not going to get the sales without the leads. Without the leads. So everything comes down to having good quality leads. And a consistent amount of good quality leads. I'll rephrase that then. Everything comes down to consistent, good quality leads. Yeah. High quality of (laughs) consistent, a, a consistent pipeline of high quality leads. And here's the thing. Once you've got a consistent pipeline, You've now got predictable revenue, which means you can plan, which means that you can say, right, I know because every month we're getting, I don't know, X amount of leads. And and we know we're converting consistently one in three of those leads. And our average conversion, our average um, order size is, say, I don't know, um, 10 grand. So we know we're going to be making $30,000 next month. And we're going to make $30,000 a month after. And we're going to make $30,000 a month after that. Right, okay, well, if I'm making $30,000 next month and the month after, why don't I hire another salesperson? So now I can think about making, okay, not the first couple of months because I need to ramp up, but maybe the month after that. So I can now predict $40,000 are coming in or 50 or whatever it is. And you can start to predict. It all comes down to knowing what's coming in and having that consistency okay um and then well great we've now got another sales guy more revenues coming in i can spend that on more marketing and just scaling the system that we have so basically all i'm doing i've now got the machine built all i'm now doing is just pouring more fuel into it okay the biggest problem that people have is that because they don't have a consistency when it comes to lead generation, it's almost like it's almost like having a machine, okay? Um, and that machine ha- is is powered by water, okay? Think of it like an old water mill, okay? And that machine is powered by water. Now, if you've got holes all over that machine and the water's spraying out everywhere, what you've got coming out of the other end is very, very little. So right. the more you put in, if that machine's broken, very little is going to come out at the end. Imagine like a 
imagine a um, um, a factory processing plant where mm-hmm. you put the raw materials in one end and then the other end, the uh, let's say we're talking hot dogs. So you put on the raw meat in one end and then the machine does its thing and then hot dogs come out the other end. If there's holes in the machine and all the meat's flying everywhere, the quality of the hot dogs at the other end is going to be really low. And you can put loads of meat in, the end, in one end, but the amount of wastage that happens is going to happen at the other end. So if you have a machine of lead generation that's not working properly, that's not built properly, that's not optimized properly, okay? It doesn't matter how, you can't, you can't afford to hire more people into the business because the, the systematization is so broken that all of that time that you and they are going to be investing is just going to fly out of the machine. It's not going to have that quality of sales coming out the other end. Okay. The same as what the same way of our broken hot dog machine. All right. Whereas if the if the machine is built properly, if the systems are there and they've been tried, they're tested, and you know that they work, then you know not only can predict how many sales are going to come out the other end like our sausage sausage machine, the same way if you put a hundred pounds worth of meat in, it would make, I don't know, make a thousand sausages. You know, if I put 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 pounds worth of meat in, it's going to just scale the results to the other end. The same thing happens with leads, but it all comes down to having a systematized process that works and that's tested. And if you haven't got that, there's no way you can scale. You're just going to stay in the same roller coaster of we did a great January. Why? Not because we had a good January, but because of the lead generation we did in December. So now we're not doing any lead generation in January, which means we're going to starve in February. So we think, oh, heck, we need to lead generation. So we're going to get something happening in March, nothing in April. And then we're having that sign curve effect. The sign curve effect means that we have a roller coaster of revenue of leads coming in, a roller coaster of revenue coming in, and a roller coaster of emotions. Okay. We're going to have Happy Larry in January, and we're going to be desperately sad and worried and not sleeping right in February. Who wants to live like that? It, no, it's 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 not a good way to live. Absolutely not. And so that um, consistency is is very, very important to, to have that, because then we, as you said, then we know we can sleep well knowing, oh, okay, I know on average, I've got the system. This is what I get. And Kind of like you said, the more the more we can put in it as time goes by, the more we get out of it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And this is something that we that we have implemented uh, very very successfully within my headhunting business. Mm-hmm. And luck and and the great thing is that the systems that we have for headhunting are really um, transferable to pretty much any sector. So if someone's a a lawyer. If someone's a CPA, if someone's an architect, a coach, consultant, they all, all these systems transfer and they're super easy to implement and they're super easy for people to be able to pick up and run with themselves. And uh, that's what we're excited to be able to share um, with you and uh, with your audience. Excellent. That's that's great. And, um, and, and again, as I said, I, I like that, you know, with those systems, you don't have to spend a lot of time so you can work on it and you can just block your first if you I have a thing about kind of do the things that you hate first or the ones that bring you the most reward if we think of that 80 20 rule 80 percent of 
20% of what we do brings in 80% of the income. And if we don't like to do those things, like finding leads and marketing and stuff like that, that's the best thing to schedule first thing in the morning, get it out of the way, then it's done and you can do what you enjoy doing for the rest of the day. And it keeps that consistency going. Yeah, absolutely. And also try and find as many ways to do what you need to do with as little limit as possible. Okay. The one finite we have is time. Okay. If you think about it, you've got 40, maybe 50 hours a week, depending on how you, how hard you want to work. That's 200, 200 hours a month. Okay. Which means every hour is 0.5% of your month's ability. Okay. It's not a lot of time. Okay. So if you can find something that's, that ordinarily takes you, I don't know, two hours to do, and you can mm-hmm. knock it out in 20 minutes, knock it out in 20 minutes. Okay. Find as many ways as possible and using things like automation and, and um, orchestration and AI, people are very giddy about chat GPT, um, yeah. but also not straying into the shiny new syndrome. It's, I, I I'm not sure whether you were as exasperated as I was, but how many people two weeks ago wasted so much time on threads? Oh, yeah. I just actually heard about it. I'm going to say a few days ago. I I must have been late, late to the party. But um, yeah, so many people are talking about it. And I just uh, without going down the rabbit hole, I'm like, you know what? I have enough stuff going on. And there's some things that I think if they already have Facebook and they already have Instagram, why does Meta also need me to have threads? And then a negative that I heard is once you have threads, you can't delete it because it also deletes your Instagram. And I'm like, glad I didn't sign up for that. Hmm. But yeah, the amount of time that people put in, I mean, you don't have to be everywhere. And I think that that's a bit of a problem I had myself too with when I was starting out that I was like, I have to be on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, which I'm not even really on TikTok. Um, I, I just had to, I have to be everywhere. And I'm thinking, I have to be everywhere. I don't have time to even do my business because I have to be everywhere. Right. And then some people said, you, you don't need to be everywhere. You just need to be where your ideal clients are, where your people right. are. Like, do you want to have followers or do you want to have clients? Exactly. I don't care how many followers I have or how many people are liking my posts. I care that the people who are interested in what I do and want to know more, I'm giving them value. And eventually, hopefully, when they want my services, they will they will come to me because I've given them value. And I prefer that than, you know, Jane Smith, who just follows me and I and it's just a number on a on a website. Like- exactly. And that really and that really is key. And and uh, I always try when I'm in conversations like this to try and give some genuine value. Okay. So with your permission, I'd like to do that right now. Absolutely. Um, which is uh, so so what I'd like to really just um talk about for just a moment is um the real cornerstone when it comes to lead generation, which is very much to your point. Um, people get distracted by likes, people get distracted by vanity metrics. Okay. The key thing is don't talk to the world because the world doesn't care. Okay. Talk to your ideal customer, talk to your ideal persona, and the and the key thing. The, the North Star for, the, for everything when it comes to lead generation is you've got to know who your ideal customer is. Now, we had this when we started the conference room. We used exactly the same principle when we started the conference room. We do, used exactly the same principle 
uh, with with Salisi with my uh, with my headhunting business. Okay, the way to do this, and this is super effective, and and I would urge anyone that's listening to this to go through this exercise right to go through this exercise right now. Shouldn't take you more than maybe 10, 15 minutes. Okay, and this will really guide you when it comes to um, lead generation in any platform, social media, um, podcasting, um, cold calling, emails, it doesn't matter. This will be a guiding principle that will massively help you, okay? Start off thinking about who your customer is, okay? Now, a lot of people go, well, I want to help women. All women, every woman, okay? A woman in the Amazon, a woman in 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 in, in uh that lives in a swanky apartment in, uh, you know, uh, 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 an upscale neighborhood of New York. Um, uh, 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 someone that's a single mom on benefits, all women. Okay, you've got to think about niching down and niching down and niching down and niching down and niching down. Okay, people think the more people that I'm open to, the more appeal my offering is going to have, but it's actually the opposite. Okay, um, modern buying habits are i want to buy something that is super specific to me okay now you might think well that's going to be super restrictive well it's not and here's why there are what eight billion people on the planet i think so it's about that yeah all right so one percent of eight billion people is 80 million people one percent of that is eight hundred uh sorry eight hundred thousand people if i'm 18 million mm -hmm. divided by, by divided by 100 is eight hundred thousand. okay divided by a one percent of that is eight thousand so if you put out to the entire world right that's a lot of people all right right one percent of one percent of one percent okay so that's one over one with six zeros after it, or one millionth is eight hundred. Is still eight thousand people. Now, does your business need eight thousand clients? Probably not. Your business pro probably could do with eighty really good clients. Mm -hmm. So that's one percent of even that. All right. So if you are hyper targeted and say, right, I don't want everybody. I don't even want all women i want women between 35 and 45 who are of this income bracket that live in this geography that have these specific challenges they want to achieve these specific things that these specific issues keep them up at night that these are their hopes dreams motivations they have these interests they read these journals they visit these websites they hang out in these groups their tribe is looks like this that will start to niche down, niche down, niche down, niche down. And when you're talking to an audience of one, when you can identify exactly who that individual is and you talk solely to them, to that one individual, then that one individual will be loyal to your content, will listen to your podcast, will come and listen to you when you're on other people's podcasts, will start to get to know you, will like you, and then ultimately will trust you and then will buy from you. They may not buy from you today, no. but when they are ready to do so, mm -hmm. then they'll buy from you. And this is the second key principle of, of lead generation. Lead generation is, is recognizing that if you think about the iceberg effect, mm -hmm. okay, 
the tip of the iceberg are people that are ready to buy now. The rest of the iceberg are people who may well want to buy from you when they are ready to do so, but they're not ready now. So you have to create a system that enables people to buy from you when they are ready, not when you are, when they are, okay? And sometimes, as as you said already, like that's getting to like, know, and trust people because, you know, there's a lot of fantastic people in the world who do a lot of great things, but there's also a lot of people who have bought in a course, done well with it, and now they're teaching people how to do that course or that Mm. thing. And and it's may not get the the same results. And so they don't know. And, and we are very aware of that now that, you know, not everybody who claims to be as successful as they, they say they are really are or know right. as much. And people are starting to become really more hesitant with who they're, they're buying things from. And so you do need to build up that like, know, and trust over time. There'll be some people that'll be ready to buy right away. But as you build that up, I like that analogy of of the iceberg. Those people are there. They just need a little bit more time of to get to know you, to to feel good with you, and then they'll be they'll be willing to buy. And sometimes, as you said, maybe it's just timing. You're they're they're listening. They like what you're saying, but they're just for many reasons just not quite ready yet to to do that thing. Maybe they have to get a few other things in order first. Right. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing. Imagine, imagine a world where Walmart didn't exist. There was no such thing as supermarkets, okay? And all that happened was people rang on your doorbell with stuff and offered to sell it to you. And if you don't go by now, you never have the opportunity again. Do you want to buy cornflakes? Well, I I don't need cornflakes, okay? Or they're ringing on your doorbell in the middle of February offering to sell you sunblock. Well, that's great, but... Sun ain't shining right now, okay? So very often we have the mindset of we are door-to-door salespeople, okay? We go to a door, we ring on the bell and say, here's my stuff, can I sell it to you, please? But if people aren't in a position or in the mindset or even however much they know you, however much they like you, they may even trust you. But if they're not ready to buy now, it doesn't matter. They're not going to buy. And... I think 93% of of sales calls, even successful sales calls, 93% of sales calls fail because the buyer isn't ready to buy. The seller's more than ready to sell, but the buyer's not ready to buy. Mm -hmm. So you're the second principle. Once you have established who your audience of one is, Mm -hmm. and you um, you are absolutely nailed focused on what you are selling to them and uh, i'm sorry not what you're saying to the value you're providing to them i should say then principle number two is you have to have a follow-up process where you remain top of mind you remain of value so that when they are ready to buy you can sell to the other 93 percent. otherwise you're only selling to less than a tenth of your market Right. Okay. So those are two absolutely key principles that anyone can put into place right now. Okay. Yeah. Number one, really figure out who your who your um, ideal client is. Okay. Who your ideal customer is, and and tune all of your of your um, uh, of your social media, your marketing, your content, 
absolutely talk to that one individual. I've got to tell you, when we were doing this for the for the conference room, we gave our ideal listener a name, George. I was, I was just going to ask that. It's it's a it's. I've heard lots to to give your ideal client an, a name, and yeah. and you talk to that for Jessica, Mike, Steve, yeah, whoever it is. Yeah, and in fact, um, part of the part of what we do, what uh, what we what we do in coaching our clients is clients that have the the want to launch podcasts as a way to generate leads we've got huge amounts of content on that specifically how to do that and we talk about you don't have listeners you have a listener we use the singular okay your ideal listener your ideal customer your ideal client nobody has ideal clients because you don't want to have more than one persona okay hey you may well attract others you know a really good client persona is like a magnet that can attract more from outside but you're not targeting them okay Sally, your ideal client may be a specific type of person, but if somebody else that wasn't quite what you were aiming at came in and said, I've got this kind of problem, here's some of my money, can you solve it for me? Of course, you're going to say yes, right. but that's not who you're going to be aiming at because it dilutes, who you're, it, it dilutes your marketing. And then what it will mean is the people that you are um, focusing on helping may not be as attracted to you because they'll think, Sally's not really talking to me. Yeah, some of her stuff is good, but a little vague or not 100% yeah. on other stuff. So. How many times have we both looked at landing pages and have gone, are you a this or a that? Are you a this or a that? Are you a this? Or, and you're like, well, I'm one of those, but I'm not the other five. So are they only helping 20% of me? You know, <laughs> if you look at commercials on TV, they all do the same thing. They all focus on one type of person. Now that person might be somebody that, I'm not, but I aspire to be, right. but that's fine. Mm -hmm. But there are some products, for example, I don't know, if you don't mind me using something slightly off color, female okay. hygiene products, mm -hmm. they're not aimed at me, but, no. but, the, but the manufacturers know <clears throat> half the market we're not even talking to, but the right. other half of the market, we're going to put this, so they'll have a commercial on primetime television, knowing that half the market aren't going to buy. Why? Because the other half of the market is big enough for their sell to. Right. All right. And there are so many examples like that. Okay. Um, somewhere they'll just completely um, ignore half the market. Others, I mean, um, uh, automotive manufacturers, car manufacturers. Okay. They'll show um, uh, an SUV and there'll be the family and the kids and they'll be having the picnic and the barbecue and all this stuff going on. Now, there'll be plenty of people watching that commercial that may not that have no interest whatsoever in driving an SUV, but they'll know that the market's big enough that it that it it justifies them having that commercial. Similarly, and, and I was that, say, for the opposite, like I may be interested in an SUV, even though I don't have kids. Exactly, and but I'd be like, oh, that's yeah, I still like you that. May, right, exactly, you may not necessarily be there the ideal persona that they have that that they have and that their research suggests will be the most likely to respond to the ad you might be an outlier but that doesn't preclude them from saying we're going to focus on you know a man in his mid-30s that lives in you know somewhere not too far from the great outdoors that's got two kids and a dog now right. you might not be any of those things but you want to buy an suv right right and that's fine. So um, having an ideal persona 
and sticking to that rather than diluting it. And then, because imagine if, let's say, you were the ideal persona, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever it was. Let's say there was a, a commercial for, I don't know, for um, for the new iPod, right? Yeah. And, uh, uh, sorry, the new iPhone. And the, the commercial had someone that you could identify, that person is not like me. That person has my problems, my 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 dreams, my wishes, et cetera, et cetera. That person, like, I can identify with that person. So that commercial is talking to me, all right? But then halfway through the commercial, they showed someone completely different, with completely different challenges and completely different problems. You'd be like, huh, is that person really talking to me? You know? And then it would just dilute her, okay? So that's that why... If you doubt in someone's mind or that question, then we, we, we may not fully lost them but it may take longer than to rebuild that to say oh wait is that me because i, I would argue i would argue yeah. i would argue that you will lose them okay I don't, I don't um i don't worship at the altar of everything that russell brunson says but mm -hmm. one of the lines that i do wholeheartedly agree with is that when it comes to marketing a confused mind will always say no and if you confuse your audience with the content that you're putting out, if you try to uh, position yourself as helping everybody, you'll end up helping nobody, mm -hmm. which is why it's so important to be really, really focused and really specific. And the really good news is that um, we have a, uh, a tool. Uh, it's a, a, a PDF that people can, can download super easily that will guide them through exactly how to really nail who your ideal, uh, who your ideal customer is and, uh, and exactly how you can go about helping them. Uh, and uh, for the wonderful listeners of this podcast, um, I will make it freely available. Oh, great. And we will put a link to it in our show notes. Great stuff. Thank you. So definitely having number one is avatar or yes. ideal client, um, some people call them avatars, um, ideal customer. We really need to know who, who that is. And number two was? Having a follow-up process, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and for some people, it could, it could just, I mean, there are a number of different ways to do this, okay? For some people, it can be follow me on LinkedIn, follow me on Facebook. For some people, it could be listen to my podcast, okay? Uh, or follow me on Instagram or, or whatever, right? Um, I do feel, though, that the best way to do this is to have people um, in your email list and consistently, consistently um, uh, communicate with your audience and provide them with value. Always provide them with value, okay? Um, the problem that I see a lot of people, the two biggest problems that people have when it comes to follow-through are, number one, either they just don't do it, Okay, you sign up to a list and then it's just crickets after four emails. Okay. Um, and that's problem number one. Problem number two, which is almost as bad, is um, you sign up to something that promises a lot of value, it doesn't deliver it. And then all you're getting is buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And there's no value there. So right. why would I trust? like or even want to get to know somebody that's only selling to me the people forget that ultimately we are human beings okay 
people seem to forget that when you are putting something online, that the people that are interacting with you are human beings. And it's always worthwhile remembering that when you are online social networking, that it's a very parallel behavioral um, play out as it would be if you were in a real networking setting. So what people often forget is, okay, think of it this way, right? Sally, let's say you go to a party or you go to a, you go to a networking event, any form of social interaction in the real world, okay? Mm-hmm. And someone comes up to you and they go, oh, hi, Sally. You go, oh, hi, John. Nice to meet you. Yeah, very good. Uh, what do you do? Oh, well, I really help people um, with, their, um, with their mindset, okay? And I've got some amazing, amazing tools. And I'm, I'm happy to give them to you for free. These amazing tools on mindset. And you go... Oh, John, that's amazing. Um, here's my here's my number. Uh, let's uh, let's get together for a coffee. You can you can really help me, and it's for free. Yeah, it's for free. Fantastic. Okay. And then the following day, you meet him for a coffee, and all he does is uh, he says, "Right, here's my stuff on mindset. Close your eyes and hum for five minutes." Right. Have you done that? Great. Now I want to sell you these amazing things. I want to sell you this stuff. I want to sell you this stuff. And you go, "Well, I don't know, John. It's not really for me." Okay, fine, no problem. I'll call you tomorrow. Hey, Sally, it's John. Can I sell you more stuff? No, 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 not really. Hey, I know I called you yesterday. I'm calling you again today. Can I sell you some stuff? And then what's going to happen? That number blocked. I ain't going to call. I'm not going to hear from him again. However, if let's say it was, again, real world setting, same thing happens. Yeah, so uh, I'm meeting you for that that coffee, um, mindset. Yeah, okay. And he talks to you for an hour goes through exercises, goes through analysis. And, re- and you come and you go, oh my goodness, that guy was awesome. And then a couple of days later, you get a call. Hey, Sally, it's John, just checking in. How was the thing? Um, did you get any benefit from uh, from what we talked about a couple of days ago, that coffee? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was really good. Okay, great. Well, actually, I was reading a, a, an article a couple, of, a couple of days ago about the very thing that you and I were talking about. Um, do you mind if I just send you a link to it? Sure. And then you think, God, oh, this guy's great. And then a few days later, hey, Sally, uh, did you read that article? Yeah, what did you think of it? Oh, I thought it was really good. Oh, amazing. Well, actually, I found this, re- I've been working on this tool that's really going to help people with their mindset and kind of uh, putting their uh, putting their emotions in check. And can I send you a copy of it? That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. And all he's doing is providing value. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then a few days later, Sally, I'm actually, I'm running a conference in, in a couple of weeks um, that I think, you know, super small, only, you know, 10 people coming. Uh, I'd like to offer you a ticket because we've got we've we've been hanging out. Normally it's four hundred bucks. I'm gonna I can give you a discount for like a hundred bucks. You in? What are you gonna say? You may not say yes, but you're very unlikely to be offended by the idea. Right, right, and and there is a good possibility I could say yes. Right, because you've built up that value. He's built up that value. You've built up that trust. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's coming to you, and every time the phone rings and you see it's John, you're like. Hey, this is a call I'll take. Now, when we put that into an email setting, for some reason, people just bombard with, first of all, they prom- the amount, of, this just drives me insane. And I'm sure you have the same thing, all right? How many times have you signed up on a landing page to, uh, to download something that promises so much? And when you download it, it's delivered so little. It mm-hmm. drives me insane when that happens. And then the worst is I've done that. And there was one and I ended up unsubscribing. Like I did like the stuff, but it was every day 
was by the, my new pro, my new, not should say new, but my program. And I don't know, this individual must have had, I don't even know how many programs, every single day. And then sometimes I swear their VA or their assistant or somebody also emailed me. I was getting probably three emails a day. And at least two of those three were by this system product. Straight to junk. Straight and I'm to just fun. like, you know what? Um, I bought stuff right. from this person before. I and they and it's good, but I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're just overwhelming me with just like too much stuff. Like I'm I'm not even interested anymore. So like, dude, it, I get it. You're trying to sell, right? It's fine. Yeah, like, and and I just thought, no, I, I I would potential buy something again, but I don't want you in my inbox three times a day trying to sell me stuff. I've got a business. And even if I was buying that stuff, that stuff is supposed to be teaching me how to do things. But if you keep emailing me, wanting me to buy more stuff, how am I actually going to do the things that I've bought from you to try to do? Exactly. And here, so here's the, and this, and this really is point number three, okay, which is, when you're creating and building that follow-up system, make sure that the um, that the lead magnet, the bribe, if you like, mm-hmm. is providing more value than it promises. Okay, so don't do the clickbait thing of this is going to be the most amazing thing you can ever have. It's amazing. It's wonderful. And then they download it and they're like, is that it? Much better would be. Um, do you want to know the three most important things when it comes to lead generation? Click here and you'll get my uh, my two-page summary, right? And they go, okay, well, the three things, okay. They get the two-page summary and then page four is a boatload of bonuses. And they go, wow, this is this is really good. And then at the bottom of page four is, if you want even more really, really cool stuff, click here and you'll join my Facebook group or you'll join my... And they're like, yeah, all right, because you're over-delivering. And then in the Facebook group, it says... Something like, um, by the way, look out for an email that's going to come in, uh, you know, sometime tomorrow with even more value. Of course, I'm going to open that email, you know. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm if I'm receiving an email every couple of days, maybe every day, maybe every day is appropriate. But every couple of days, or you know, every three or four days, and it's like, here's some more value. Here's some more value. Here's some more value, and it's value, 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 and then. Email maybe number five or six says, by the way, if you want some really, really cool stuff, here's a program that we're selling. Who wouldn't at least consider buying it? Okay. And if you consistently email people all the time, and when I say all the time, I don't mean every single day, but like consistently. Consistently, whether it's every three days, once a week. Whatever it is. Every day, depending, as you said, the key is value. As, As long as it's appropriate. And it could be, it could be every day. It could be every three or four days, once a week, whatever it is, right? Eventually, when they are ready to buy, they will. As long as the as long as the value that you are delivering is consistent, as long as the messaging is aligned to who they are, and if you've done what we talked about earlier about making sure you've got an ideal customer, um, and you know exactly who that is, then your uh, uh, then they will be they will buy because they are ready to. That way you're now accessing that other 93%. You're not reducing yourself, restricting yourself, just that 7% of the iceberg that's above the water, okay? So just to recap, Mm -hmm. number one, have an ideal customer and know exactly who that is. And if you're not sure how to do it, um, I'm happy to provide you and and everyone that's listening to this with um, a guy that can help them do that. Number two, 
make sure you're accessing all of that 93% that's under the water with a follow-up, okay? And number three, make sure that you're providing consistent value in uh, whether it's your uh, online presence through social media, whether it's email, whatever it is, but make sure you're consistently providing value. Don't forget to sell, mm -hmm. but don't only sell. Make sure you're providing a lot more value. The rule of thumb people typically glyph, and it's it's like anything, all rules of thumb are, depends how big your thumbs are, right? But um, but for most people, it's they say for every, every three emails of value, do one email of sales, okay? Um, somebody who I'm a huge fan of, she's been on my podcast twice, um, is... Oh, uh, Liz. Oh, crumbs. I'm blanking on the last name. This is so embarrassing, but I'll make sure that we, I'll give you her, her, um, her, the link to her, her episode of the conference room. And uh, you can say, uh, and you'll see who it is. But Liz Wilcox, thank God I remember the name. So, <laughs> so she is the email marketing queen. Okay. Yeah. And if you, and she's amazing. Okay. When it comes to email marketing, and she says, there's nothing wrong with giving value. And then at the bottom of each email, sell. Okay. Hey, if you really like this stuff, click here and you can buy my, my, buy my whatever, right? She's all for that. And that's great. Okay. But you can't ignore the value. Okay. And uh, so those are my three pillars and I will happily, happily um, give um, uh, the, uh, the tools that will enable people to do that absolutely for free. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for that. And thank you very much for your time. Um, so just to to kind of let people know, where can they find you? Where can they get more information from you? So the best place um, to find me and also to access all this wonderful content is um, to join my Facebook group. Um, it is called Scale, Share, Monetize, um, which is really the cornerstone of what we've been talking about. OK, so um, if you go to www.facebook.com, forward slash groups forward slash scale share monetize um the group may not be open right now but that's fine uh because once i see people are coming in i'll let them in but we are doing a big launch so it may well be that by the time this goes out the group will be open and that's fine too um but yeah come in and uh, uh we'd love to have you and uh when you come in you'll be able to uh, access that uh, free content and it's right there for you so um, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash scale share monetize and for the people thinking that because of my accent I start monetize differently I really don't it's m-o-n-i-t-i-z-e monetize there we go scale share and monetize we'll, put the link. we'll make sure we have the link in the show notes so then um, people can just easily click on the link as well yes thank you very much and by the way if people are so inclined listen to the conference room. It's on Spotify. And perfect. We will. Um, and we'll also add that link because I'm sure there's lots of valuable information um, with that podcast. Thank you. So again, Simon, thank you very much for your time. I know our listeners got a lot of valuable information and I'm sure some of them will be in touch with you. I love that. That'd be great. Thank you very, very much. Sam, it's been a joy to, uh, uh, to be back hanging out with you. And uh, I wish you uh, lots and lots of luck with, uh, with this podcast and uh, with all your other endeavors. And so uh, from my family to yours, thank you so much for having me. Thank you.